Hey everyone, and welcome to Heading North. My name's Nick, and this week we're going to dive into hammock camping. I've decided to split this episode up into two separate sections, the first of which is going to be the advantages as well as disadvantages, and some tips, tricks, and how-tos when it comes to hammock camping. And then the second half, we'll dive more into how do you choose your gear and an overall gear guide like you guys may have uh, heard in the past. So diving right in, I want to talk about the advantages of hammock camping. The first of which uh, is both a blessing and a curse, depending on who you are, is uh, the comfort and uh, sleeping quality that hammocking allows. Many people, including myself, find it more comfortable to sleep in a hammock over sleeping on the ground in a tent. Though some people do say that they don't really enjoy the bend or squeeze of a hammock. Really, I believe that this kind of falls down to how you set your hammock up and some of what I want to go over later on in the episode. But moving past that, we have just the ability for a fast setup. Unlike having to find a location while camping, make sure that there's no rocks or debris or anything in your way, and then setting up a tent and or just setting up a sleeping bag and a sleeping pad on the ground... You just have to hook two straps onto two trees. Depending on if you have a tarp or an underquilt, you may have to do a little bit of extra work there, but generally it takes minutes in order for you to set this up as compared to, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes to set up camp, if not longer. Once you know how to set up your hammock, you're going to get a similar result almost every time, whereas moving from campsite to campsite while with a ground system, you sometimes run into the situation where you have to set up differently depending on what the terrain is or where you're located in, in relation to where you were in a previous camp. Another great benefit with setting up camp is that hammock camping really follows the leave no trace guidelines. As long as you're using the correct straps, it stops from further impact on popular campsites because you can camp in other areas and you're not really taking up the ground space that is being affected by consistent camping and it doesn't crush or smother any vegetation below you. We're going to talk about this later, but straps are a huge way that you can reduce your impact on the natural spaces you're in, especially the trees you're using while you are using your hammock. Now, campsite availability is something that you really benefit from when it comes to hammocking, simply because you can camp in other areas that aren't defined designated camping areas. Now, when looking for these spots, I highly recommend that you still follow trails and follow the leave no trace principles to make sure that you're not leaving too much of an impact in changing a campsite. With the ability to move farther out from defined campsites, if you do need to be in an area that's at least 30 yards off from a water source, you are able to do so in a way that that you wouldn't if you're having to use a ground system and find spots that won't have a heavier impact on the environment around you as well as be in a designated area that you can actually set up camp. Personally, my favorite is is hammock camping offers you protection from groundwater. So especially during rain rain times or when it is has been damp, you are not sleeping on the ground. There's nothing, no water that can get underneath the tent and into your sleeping system. So I really do like this ability and we'll talk a little bit more about how to set your tarp up so you don't get any wind blowing in uh, rain or anything like that. Now with every advantage, there's always going to be some disadvantages. The main one that I've noticed would be weight. Depending on your plans for your hiking or camping excursion with a hammock, this can be uh, either an advantage and or a disadvantage. And what I mean by that is this, and what I mean by that is if you are, let's say, ultralight hiking or doing a hike to camp, you're going to want a lighter weight item. So 
this would be a good thing. I mean, you really have the opportunity to cut off a lot of the weight of, let's say, 10 stakes, 10 poles, and other items that require setting up a ground system. The reason why I placed this part in the disadvantage section is because most environments you go in, you're going to require things other than just the hammock itself. This could range from rain flies to under quilts and sleeping pads that fit within the hammock system that you have. For people who have not used a hammock system in the past, the learning curve can be a little bit tough. And what I mean by this isn't that you can't strap two straps to two trees. It's knowing how to set it up and how to sleep within the hammock that can sometimes take time for you to really be able to enjoy hammock camping, as well as be able to do so in a way that you are going to be comfortable each time. Warmth is a necessity when it comes to camping. Hammocking does add a lot of options that reduce your heat. The bottom of your hammock is not insulated and you're up off the ground where a sleeping pad or a sleeping bag will not protect you as much, you know, with that ground cover because you do have that wind that blows underneath of you and it takes away all the heat as it's coming out and it does not allow it to store. And this is where sleeping pads and the under quilts come in. Like I said, they add weight, but it also just adds bulk to what you're packing for your trip and adds to your setup time. There are generally five basic items that you need to hammock camp. A sleeping bag would be number six, but that is not pertaining directly to the hammock camping itself. But the five main things that you should have with you to hammock camp successfully is one, obviously a hammock, some type of suspension system, preferably tree-friendly. Some hammocks come with these, but some do not or don't have appropriate ones to be tree-friendly, so definitely make sure that you know when you are purchasing. An underquill or sleeping pad is also necessary. Even if it's not cold out, I highly recommend a rain tarp or a rain fly, and then a bug net depending on the environment that you're in. When it comes to choosing your hammock, you need to look at quite a few factors, and this is really where I want to start diving into the gear guide and, and what to look for. The first thing that you really need to look at when you're looking for a hammock is going to be what size you need. When hiking, weight should be the number one factor, but when you are camping and hanging out, durability is going to be the key to your purchase. Honestly, if you're going to do hiking and camping, I would highly recommend just going with the hiking or an ultralight option. That way you don't have to get multiples in sacrifice space if you decide to go a little bit bigger. Now with size, you can choose either a single or a double hammock. Singles are usually about four to five feet wide and a single wide usually saves some weight, but it is less spacious and its weight limit is going to come in right around 300 to 400 pounds. Sometimes with the ultralights, you can get closer to 250 pounds. With a double hammock, the width is generally five to six feet and it holds more of a capacity of 400 to 500 pounds. Ultralights will range somewhere within that 350 pound weight limit. When it comes to length, most hammocks are similar in length and will fit unless you're someone who is absurdly tall. But the best rule of thumb that I could say is, is that you want a hammock that is two feet taller than your height. And this will allow you some extra space, but most hammocks are going to be very close to within that metric. And lastly, the big thing you want to look at is going to be the fabric. Denier is a great way to pay attention to specs. What denier is, is just the thickness and the durability of the material used. Heavy duty hammocks will have a higher denier fabric. This will allow it to withstand some bumps and scrapes, but it will add some additional weight. Now light and ultralight use a 30 to 70 denier fabric, and this reduces on weight, but the durability is dramatically dropped, so it won't be able to take as many hits as something that has a higher denier count. The best option I've been able to find at a good price point is the Eno Double Nest Hammock. It is a two-person hammock. It's going to weigh about one pound and three ounces, holds up to 400 pounds, and it is four to five inches wide. 
Now, as we were talking about the denier counts, this one does have a uh, 70 denier nylon to feta material that it is made up of. And the reason why I'm picking this is because I love the Eno brand. It, it tends to be durable even with the lower denier count. And right now is on sale on REI for $41.93. It was originally $69.95. So it's a really a great price for such a good product. After that, especially if you're going single hammock camping, I highly recommend the Hummingbird single hammock. This one's going to run you about $64.95 on the Hummingbird website. And I'll make sure to throw that in the show notes for you. But this comes in a smaller, lighter packaging. It fits within the palm of your hand and it can hold up to 300 pounds. This one does not look like it comes with a tree suspension system. So you want to make sure that you are looking into getting that for either this or the double nest hammock. Like I had said previously, some hammocks do come with a suspension system. A lot of times these are rope and are not good for the trees that you use to hammock at all. I highly recommend that you find straps that are at least 0.75 inches wide. And what this does is it stops the straps itself from digging into the bark of the trees that you're using. My choice for a good hammock strap is going to be the Kamek Python 10. And these are running at $29 even. They have a great color to them. They are exactly 0.75 inches wide and only weigh about 8.2 ounces. Another option is going to be the Eno Atlas Hammock Suspension System. These are running the same price right around $29.95. And they're going to weigh 9 ounces, but they are also 1.5 inches wide. So these are really going to make sure that you're protecting the trees that you're using. No matter what kind of camping you're doing, you want to make sure that you have some type of rain and dew cover which is why I highly recommend always hiking and going out hammocking with a rain fly. These will hang above your hammock and use guy lines in order to maintain pitch. When it comes to rain flies, you want to make sure that it covers enough area that rain is not able to, one, hit the ground and drip. So making sure when you're using your rain fly to stay high enough up on a tree, you'll be able to avoid that. But you also want to look at the fact that if you have wind that's blowing rain sideways, it still will be able to blow some of that wind up and underneath your tarp. So you also want to make sure that your tarp is coming out wide enough and far enough down that this does not happen. This is where the learning curve comes in. It's going to take a few times of getting used to it to know exactly what the sweet spot is to make sure that you don't don't have any rain or dampness come into your sleeping area. There are quite a few options and they can all range in price. So up first is the Eno One Link Hammock Shelter System. And this is going to run you about $219. This is a really great sleeping system. It only fits a one person and has a weight capacity of 400 pounds. Now you're not going to be putting a whole lot of weight on that. I guess this would really matter if you're getting snow on it and it, and it has compressed in just to make sure you don't rip your system. And it weighs about four pounds, three ounces. So even when when you are switching from this to ground camping and camping in a tent, you are getting slightly closer to the weight that you used to put when you had to carry a tent and other items for your ground sleeping system. But you still aren't necessarily there when you're talking about ounces on the hammocks and possibly one to two pounds and then adding that four pounds, you're still going to be about five to six, even seven, eight, nine, ten, depending on what type of system you use and what type of camping you're doing. After this, I want to talk about the Eno ProFly Hammock Rain Tarp. This one's going to be a little bit longer of a system and it's actually on sale from $89.95 down to $66.93 on REI. I'll make sure I keep these links in the show notes for you guys again. And this one's going to run one pound and eight ounces. I personally would prefer this option. It does have a seven denier uh, ripstock nylon with a hundred millimeter polyurethane coating and it's much lighter weight. It's going to be a lot less durable than what you're going to get with the one link though. The reality of the wind being able to rip right underneath your body is an air, just general cold air being able to be right underneath your body is definitely going to reduce your ability to keep yourself warm while sleeping, even if you're in a sleeping bag. There are some days where it's very, very warm that I have just used a sleeping bag or some 
blankets, but I would highly recommend at least getting a insulated pad for your hammock. An option for that would be the Kamek Insulated Pongo Pad. This is on REI as well for $159. And what this does is not only reduce the, your ability to lose heat from underneath your body, but it also actually creates a form within your hammock. And I've learned actually makes my sleeping better simply because you don't have to go with a technique where you actually cross your body across the hammock. So you have your head on one side and your legs pointing out the other side to make sure that you're comfortable. It creates like a nice formed area within your hammock, especially if you ha- have it nice and taut to a point where you're not getting too much of a, uh, what they call like a ben- banana hang. Another option for this would be the Climate Insulated Hammock 5. This is a $189 option. They actually do allow payments on the Climate site, but this has some extra form and it actually looks like it's a little bit lighter at just under a pound and has some really interesting side wings that will really help you create a form within your hammock. As far as cold weather goes, you're going to need something to make sure that you keep yourself warm. When you're using a sleeping pad, you are still pressing your weight against this item and it is causing it to contract and not be able to retain as much heat. So by introducing something like a hammock under quilt, you are putting an option that actually wraps out underneath the hammock itself, causing it not to be squished. And you are also creating a extra wind barrier on REI is going to be the Eno Embark Hammock Underquilt. This runs at $109 and only comes in at a pound 11 ounces. Still, you're staying well underneath what you would be using when you're camping. Its unfolded dimensions are 82 by 48 inches, and it has a synthetic insulation. After that, I would recommend the Eno Vulcan Hammock Underquilt. This is running on REI at $179.95 and weighs 1 pound 13 ounces. It does have a synthetic fill and a 20 denier ripstock, but it's going to keep you a little bit warm it has some extra insulation in it and allows you to pack it away in a very small space. Hammock camping is a lot of fun. I have done it multiple times. I have a two-person and a single-person, uh, both Eno, from what I found out after receiving one from a paddleboard company. You want to make sure that you come prepared, just like any other type of camping trip. The biggest takeaway I can say from all of this episode is, is that just make sure that you're using tree-safe suspension. I can't tell you how damaging it is for you to use things like rope or any straps that are less than 0.75 inches to the trees. When you're able to get something that is 0.75 or higher, I would recommend even wider getting over an inch. You are protecting the environment and you aren't leaving a trace in barely any way, depending on if you're able to clean up after yourself when it comes to trash or any of your gear. That being said, guys, thank you so much for listening in this week. If you liked anything you heard, make sure you go to headingnorthpodcast.com to get a 10% discount on our Heading North Podcast Sunrise line. You have until February 1st to use the discount code New Year, all capitals, 2022. And you can go to headingnorthpodcast forward slash shop to be able to access that. If you want to support what we do here and make sure that you don't have to listen to any commercials or ads going forward, please think about donating to our Patreon. What this does is it allows you to get episodes two to three days early. It also gives you extra content and Patreon-exclusive merchandise, and it allows me to do what I love and to make this podcast better. If you want to find the podcast on social media, just search Heading North Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and Heading North Pod on Twitter. <laughs>